it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With your hands lifted up straight, say it like this. Take the limit, so
Missionary Baptist Church, the birthplace of gospel music to all of those of you who are here. Let us invoke God's presence right now. Eternal God, our Father, we are grateful for your presence today. We are grateful, O oh God, that you allowed us to see a brand new day, a day we have never seen before and a day we shall never see again. But God, we ask that since you allowed us to be alive today, that we would be good stewards of this blessed day that you have given unto us. So God, take control of this worship service. Take control of our spirits so that we might worship you and praise you in spirit and in truth. Be in the fingers of our musician, in the vocal cords of our psalmist. Be, oh God, even in my lips as we seek to declare, declare the good news of Jesus Christ. And we will be ever so careful to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor which so richly belongs to you. Through Jesus Christ our Lord we pray. And all of God's people said, Amen, Amen, Amen. At this time, our scripture reading is taken from the Gospel of Luke. I invite you to stand if you are able. If you are able. Luke, the ninth chapter, beginning with the 28th verse. The 28th verse. There you will find these words recorded. About eight days after Jesus said this, he took Peter, John, and James with him and went up onto a mountain to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became as bright as a flash of light. Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor talking with Jesus. They spoke about his departure which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. Peter and his companions were very sleepy, but when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As the men were leaving Jesus, Peter said to him, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what he was saying. While he was speaking, a cloud appeared and covered them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. A voice came from the cloud saying, This is my son, whom I have chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, they found that Jesus was alone. Disciples kept this to themselves and did not tell anyone at that time what they had seen. The word of God for the people of God and all of God's people said, Amen. At this time, our music ministry will come. Thank you. 
Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. Jesus, I'll never forget you brought me out. Jesus, I'll never forget, no, never. Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. Jesus, I'll never forget how you brought me out. Jesus, I'll never forget, no, never. How can I forget what you've done for me? How can I forget how you set me free? How can I forget how you brought me out? How can I forget, no, never. Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. Jesus, I'll never forget how you brought me out. Jesus, I'll never forget no ever. Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. Jesus, I'll never forget how you brought me out. Jesus, I'll never forget, no, never. I'll never forget how you brought me out. I'll never 
Hallelujah. Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Amen. Any folk in here remember what the Lord has done? Anybody remember what the Lord has done? He is worthy of the praise. Amen. Amen. We want to welcome you once again to this, the Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church, and share just a few announcements with you. We want to continue uh, to ask our members to be in prayer for our city. We know that these are indeed challenging and turbulent times, and uh, I'm not here to give a political opinion as it relates to uh, police and all those kinds of things. I have family members that are police officers, and and, uh, I certainly am very sensitive to the plight and the experiences of African-American and brown people as it relates to be uh, the interaction with police departments. Uh, I am also have had that experience as well as my brothers and other family members ourselves. But what we know as a church, we have something we can do. We can be in prayer. Crickets, okay. I said we can be in prayer. We can be in prayer because we don't want our city burnt up, torn up, burnt down, watered over, all those other kinds of things. It was a tragedy. And there are a lot of questions that have to be asked and answered. But we also know that as a city where we are responsible as well, as we know that uh, we have to do a better job in having some positive things for our our young people to do in our community. I, I don't know about you, and I'm not passing judgment, but 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 no 13-year-old should be out at 3.30 in the morning during a weekday. I'm not passing no judgment. I'm not passing no judgment, but that's, that's common sense. But we know that we need to do something something more positive, and, and we will be working and are working towards that end. also want to make an announcement that I will be, uh, have been asked to be the guest speaker for uh, Monumental Baptist Church, uh, church anniversary, May 16th. It will be at 1.30. They would uh, love for members of our faith community to come over to Monumental. Uh, I know that we are still living in a pandemic world, but the good news is they are having this anniversary service outside in their parking lot. So it will be plenty, plenty, plenty of fresh air, assuming it doesn't rain. But I think uh, Pastor Lee told me that they will be having a tent up as well. So uh, for those of you who may long for the old tent revival, uh, you can come out on May 16th at 1.30. Uh, we are certainly appreciative to for the invite uh, uh, with respect to Monumental uh, Baptist Church, the church that we have had a long history of fellowship and interaction with. Uh, we want to continue to pray for all those who are sick among us, and we will do that uh, later at our altar call. But I am just excited um, to see Sister Am back in the building today. Sister Am is back. She was the first first or second person in the building this morning, and we're happy to see her. She has been challenged in her health, but she is here, and that is a testament that God is able. Oh, y'all need to be a little bit more excited than that. God is able, and I am so happy to see my armor bearer back in the house, Deacon Rob Martin is back. He too has been challenged in his health, but he is here. 
I know he got one of these uh, athletic bodies, but don't, you know, he has been challenged, but he's here, and he has made his way uh, to the house of God, and we are happy to see him putting him to work right away. Amen? Amen. Let us continue in worship today uh, as our music ministry comes. Forever me and 
demonstrate our stewardship to God through our gifts. And we recognize that God has been good to us. God has blessed us with some resources and God is just asking for us to give back to him that which he already has done. So if you are watching online, there are three ways that you can give. Uh, I don't know if that screen is up, but if the screen is up, you can see that you can give via uh, uh, text to give, or you can go to our website. Y'all keep with that one. I like that one. Keep with that one. Keep with that one. I feel that thing up in here. Come on. Come on. Y'all keep that one going. Um, you, can, you can give through on our website. You can, you can text to give. You can mail it to Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church, 4501 South Vincennes Avenue, 60653, where the Honorable Dr. Frank King Kentworth Sam. No, I learned that as a child. Learned as a child. But we are excited uh, for your giving right now. Uh, or you can drop it by anytime and put it in our mailbox if you so give. Let us pray. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Father, we thank you. We thank you, O God, for the gifts that you have given to us and the gifts that we're going to return to you for kingdom building. We ask, O God, that you would bless and multiply these gifts so that we can continue to do the work that you've given unto our hands. God, we just ask, O God, that more and more resources will come in, O God, so that we can do the things that you called us to do within this community. We lift now, God, this offering through Jesus Christ our Lord, we pray. And all of God's people said, Amen. Our ushers will serve you now. Thank you. 
Hallelujah. transition now for altar call. There are names that we would like to lift as we intercede on their behalf. And if you are in the building, we invite you to just stand. You don't need to come to the altar, but stand where you are as we want to be safe. We have a lot of names on this list that um, we like to lift up. Continuing to pray for Lindsay Mayfield, Mary Sumter, praying for Shirley Anderson and many pegs who I spoke to last week, this past week, Sarah Billups, Imogene McRae, who I spoke with Pearl, Deacon James Smith, Deacon Maurice Sibley is requesting prayer today. We're continuing to lift up Grace Lee, Jade Janie Burns, Reverend Mary Alice Gray Grant is requesting prayer, and she is, as we speak, in Little Company of Mary Hospital. We're lifting Mary Alexander and Al Burton and Brenda Lewis this morning. We're lifting up Mary Burton and Christine Brown and Eloise Davis. We're lifting in prayer Michelle Watson. We're lifting and praying for the family of Bill Jackson, a friend. brother who this past week was at work and collapsed and went on to be with the Lord. This 53-year-old brother who was a volunteer to coach Little League Baseball leaves a son and a wife whose hearts are heavy right now. We want to lift them in prayer. They're not members of our faith community, but we lift them today. And I want to continue to pray for Rob Martin, who is here, Stanley Stovall. I want to give a praise report. I had an opportunity to get on a Zoom call with Kenneth Sexton yesterday. And we talked for over an hour all the old heads that used to who grew up at Ebenezer about 12 or 13 of us and y'all know the names those who Marsha and Burl and Vicky and 
Ken Howard and Kim Fleming, all of us gathered on that Zoom call to encourage our brother. So good to see him. And his testimony is this, that the prayers, the effectual prayers of the righteous and fervent prayers availeth much. And he declared with his own lips that I am healed. Oh, some of y'all don't get that. I know some of y'all, that might be too superstitious for you, but you got to speak that faith into existence. And I thank God that we were able to be with him, to give him a virtual hug and let him know that those whom he grew up with are standing by his side, even though we are a distance. We're standing and we're sending love his way. That's what we learned here. So we thank God, and we're going to continue to be with him. Let us go to God in prayer. Eternal God, our Father. God, we come first with thanksgiving on our, on our lips and gratitude in our hearts. Because, God, we know that you are an awesome God, that you are a loving God, that you are a God that watches over and cares for us all. So God, we want to say thank you. Thank you for another day's journey. Because God, we're smart enough to know that we didn't wake up by ourselves today. But we recognize that it was because of your grace and your mercy, you allowed us to see another day. You could have said that last night that that was it for us, but you allowed us to see another day. God, you know the petitions on our hearts. You know this list is long. Some on this list, oh God, are grieving right now, oh God. The pain of grief is real, oh God. Their hearts are heavy. They're trying to figure things out. They are part of the church. They are believers, but God, it still hurts. It still hurts. So, God, they're seeking your presence right now as they walk through the valley of the shadow of death. God, somebody on this list is sick right now. Health is being challenged. And it seems like, God, that every day is the same battle. They're fighting over and over, trying to get better, trying to get stronger, trying to get out the hospital, God. God, encourage their hearts today. Let them know that you are a great physician. Touch them and heal their bodies right now, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Touch them right now. Comfort them right now. Speak peace to them right now. In the name of Jesus, God. Listen up, Ebenezer, right now, God. You know what we stand in need of. So, God, have your way. Have your way in this place. Have your way in our ministry. Have your way in our board. Have your way, oh God, in the pulpit. Have your way throughout this entire church, oh God. We thank you, O God, that you allowed us to be here and to exist and to matter and to be relevant in this community, O God. Help us, O God, to come together for those 
oh God, who would seek to undermine and, and, and misinform God. We ask, oh God, that you remove those spirits right now. God, we got a great work to do. And we're leading and following you. God, we ask that you be in the midst of his service. There's something that may be said or uttered will speak to those who are gathered here in faith. I lift up God, chairman of our deacon board right now. I lift him right now, God. Lift up God right now, chairman of our trustee board. Right now, God. I lift up all of the officials of our church right now, God. Pour back into them that which they are pouring out. God, have your way in this service. Know we love you, God. Know that we thank you, God. We know it could be better, but we know it could be worse. God, thank you for protecting us. Thank you for making a way for us. Thank you for opening doors for us. Thank you, God, for healing our bodies. Is there anybody here? Thank you, God, for giving us resources. Thank you for protecting our children. Thank you, oh God, for protecting our homes. Thank you, God. Thank you for keeping our minds. Thank you for keeping our hearts. Thank you for keeping our bodies, God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we lift this prayer from the wings of the afternoon. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. And all of God's people say, amen. Shadow of death, I will serve no evil. 
God for our music industry yet again. Amen. Once again, Luke, ninth chapter, and it came to pass. About eight days after these things, he took Peter and John and James and went up into a mountain to pray. As he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered, and his raiment was white and glistening. And behold, they talked with him two men, which were Moses and Elias who appeared in glory and spake of his disease, which he should accomplish at Jerusalem. But Peter and they sat, but Peter and they that were with him were heavy with sleep. When they were awake, they saw his glory. The two men that stood with him, it came to pass as they departed from him, Peter said unto Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Is there a witness in the house? And let us make three tabernacles, one for thee and one for Moses and one for Elias, not knowing what he had said. When he thus spake, there came a cloud and overshadowed them, and they feared as they entered into the cloud. And there came a voice out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son. Hear him. And when the voice was passed, Jesus was found alone. And they kept it close and told no man in those days any of those things which they had seen. I want to speak from the subject, a fortified faith. A fortified faith. I've learned many things in the course of ministry. Many things, even in these two years that I have served. One of the things I've learned is a great work requires great strength. When you think of people who are world-renowned, great people like Thurgood Marshall or Howard Thurman, Arthur Maya Angelou or Famed preacher Reverend Gardner C. Taylor, even President Barack Obama, all have admitted that their accomplishments were not achieved by their own strength, but by an inner strength that was deposited from a heavenly source that somehow God poured in, deposited in them that which they needed to do the work they were called. And I submit to you today that such a deposit took place in our text. Jesus needed a very special kind of strength to, to face the pressure of crucifixion. And in our text from the book of Luke, known as the Transfiguration, God is shown strengthening his son in a marvelous, marvelous way. For there is only one other place in Scripture where we get a peek at this father-son strengthening process, and that is in the Garden of Gethsemane. 
But here on the Mount of Transfiguration, Peter, James, and John are invited to take part in a very special prayer meeting. A prayer meeting like nothing they had ever experienced before. Jesus is making a special connection with his Father through prayer, a connection that allows God's glory to literally transform his fleshly countenance. And it is there where we get a glimpse of God's Shekinah glory. It was a glory, un a glory unlike anything Peter, James, and John had ever seen. Luke describes it as a changed continent. He reports that Jesus appeared white and glistening. Luke writes that the three disciples fell asleep. However, a careful examination of the Greek text reveals that they were in a temporary catatonic state for their own protection because no man, have seen God at any time. The glory of God would have been too much for them to behold, for when the disciples came to themselves, all they saw was Jesus and Moses and Elijah in a silent conversation. They were so in awe of what they saw that Peter said, Peter declared, Master, it is good to be in this place. And I wonder this morning, Ebenezer, have you ever found yourself in such a state of spiritual ecstasy that you just knew it was good to be there? Maybe it was an incredible worship service that took you to that spiritual place of fulfillment and holiness. Or maybe it was a special prayer circle at a hospital bedside where you witnessed for yourself the incomparable power of prayer. Or maybe, just maybe, it was a quiet moment alone when you felt that you needed to steal away to God. Whatever your situation, your spirit connected with Christ in a way that was extraordinary. And you felt a rush of spiritual oneness with Christ. That's how, beloved, the disciples felt. They felt a spiritual strength that, that heretofore had not been experienced. Peter was literally full and overwhelmed by the encounter, and he immediately petitioned Jesus to permit them to build three altars, one for Moses, one for Elijah, and one for Jesus. There was a special significance to Peter's request. Altars, you see, were built by the Jews to mark places of extraordinary spiritual encounters. There were deemed to be God's house, a place where God revealed himself to his people. Jacob built such an altar at Bethel where he had the vision of angels ascending and descending by a ladder from heaven. That The place where God made a covenant promise with Jacob. Elijah built such an altar before the prophets of Baal using 12 stones, one for each of the tribes of Israel. And thus Peter wanted to mark this spot where God revealed himself 
the man in all his glory. Jesus would soon face the most challenging act of obedience and selflessness any man in, in the flesh could face, the act of literally laying down his life for his brother. Therefore, God the Father deposited into Jesus his life-strengthening glory. Did you know that God also encourages us in preparation for our own Christian journey? God may not visibly deposit his Shekinah glory into your flesh, but God does offer you strengthening experiences for your journey. And sometimes God does it with unusual encouragement through unfavorable circumstances. I, I, I came across this story, this old military story. It's the story of what they call Gatorade. And the story is told that that, that was given to enlisted men in Florida during, during training camp during World War II. The soldiers' daily training included a run through an obstacle course. Anybody been in the military, you know what I'm talking about. And on the final stretch of the endurance test, they had to grab a rope and swing across a broad, shallow pool of water. And under the blazing southern sun, the water looked so inviting to the men that most of them soon developed a habit of making it only halfway across the pond just so they could let go and find themselves cooled off in the pond. That is, until an enterprising lieutenant made that pond the new home for a large alligator. And from that day on, the recruits left the ground at least 15 feet from the water's edge and fell sprawling in the dust on the other side. Beloved, we often have much the same experiences. God sometimes prepares us for spiritual duty by placing obstacles in our paths, challenges in our lives, trouble in our way. Without God's loving correction and faithful discipline, we would never develop the spiritual strength and the endurance we needed to make it through our Christian journey. If God didn't permit threatening circumstances to come into our lives, I believe we would, get, we would succumb uh, to feelings of self-sufficiency and overconfidence thinking and believing that we don't need God, that we got enough intellect, that we got enough experience. God lets us know that we truly do need him. I remember the story of the Christian singer Larnell Harris. Y'all remember Larnell Harris tales of a time when he was on a grueling tour, tour schedule and left him with damaged vocal cords. And his doctor warned him that if he sang another note, he could lose his voice forever. He ordered Larnell not to sing for one year. Larnell says that he learned more about sacred music in that year than he did in all the years of his training. But King David put it this way, it is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I may learn your statutes. We may not ever 
encounter God's Shekinah glory the way Peter, James, and John did on that day of Jesus' transfiguration. But God does give us faith-strengthening experiences that promise, that promise to fortify us for our journey. The gospel singers used to say, never would have made it. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Never would have made it if it wasn't because for you. But God gives us. First, he gives us prayer. Somebody say prayer. Prayer is our direct link with God that gives us a glimpse of his glory. It is the single most powerful source of strength we possess. Through prayer, we have been granted direct communication with our Heavenly Father. For Christians have the authority to petition God's presence. Just like Peter, James, and John, Jesus invites us to participate in a daily prayer meeting with his Father. When a repentant heart makes that spiritual connection with our Father and petitions him through the blood of Jesus Christ, God will hear and deposit his Spirit in us to quiet our troubled hearts. Prayer, I know, I know from prayer meeting, prayer intimidates some Christians so much that they would rather leave it to so-called religious professionals. What they don't realize is that prayer is an everyday activity for everyday people. Oh, y'all don't hear me today. God is more than ready to hear our complaints, to hear our appeals, and to hear our frustrations. You really can call him up and tell him what you want. Because, as my brother said yesterday, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Second thing that God gives us to strengthen our faith and fortify our faith is praise. Praise is something we give God. Praise is sort of the cheering, like cheering for God. Anyone who's ever attended a sports event or a parade or a concert knows how thunderous the applause can be. Thousands of people acting in unison can generate a lot of noise because there's an incredible power in our collective voice. Imagine every Christian in the world praising God at the same time. We can only imagine how deafening the sound of our praise must be to God on Sunday morning. And we know that it pleases him because he created us to worship him. He created us to worship him, not to spectate, but to participate. Oh, some of y'all get that on the way home. But, but, but consider what praise does for the praiser. The very act of praise strengthens our relationship with God. When we praise God, we are acknowledging his importance to us. We are giving him credit for our achievements. We are celebrating our victories at the hand of the Lord. And by, by that very act of praise, we unite our souls with God and tap into his omnipresent strength. Praise is what we do when we want to get close to you. Third, 
faith, strength, and experience God gives us is purpose. Purpose. There are a lot of people who think, come closer, who think they are living life with purpose. They study hard and achieve high levels of learning. They go through life climbing the corporate ladder and reaching lofty financial goals, but they have no relationship with God. One of the saddest things, one of the saddest things is to go through life and come to the end of life and then come to the realization that your life lacked purpose. God alone gives us true purpose for living. We never, and he never intended for us to be selfish or self-centered. We were never designed to function independent of each other. We were created for fellowship and service. That's why one of the reasons why this pandemic is driving us crazy. We are our brother's keeper. I say we are our brother's keeper. Jesus taught that we must be servants in order to be great. For we are happiest when we see ourselves as called to serve others. We are happiest when we take time to know the people around us. We are happiest when we can care deeply about the people around us. Isn't that God's divine plan, when we spend so much and too much of our lives on, a, on accumulation and not enough on servanthood, we lose a sense of purpose. That's because we are preordained by God to serve others. Jesus was fortified on the Mount of Transfiguration in preparation for his great work of salvation. You, too, can have your faith fortified for the work that God has planned for you. The work that God has planned for you. God doesn't give you the work to destroy and undermine, but the work to serve others. We have to pray, praise, and have a purpose. Maybe it's time for you to examine your own relationship with God. Maybe it's time for you to pursue a new relationship or set a new set of goals or cultivate new habits or establish a new reputation. Maybe it's time for you to shoulder some new responsibilities. God just may be trying to do a new thing in you. And when God has a hold of you, your hunger for materialism will give way to a hunger for righteousness. Your desire for self, selfishness will give way to a desire to become Christ-like. You will allow the Holy Spirit to take over your motives, your, judge, your judgments, your judgments 
your choices, your thoughts. You allow the Holy Spirit to take over your conversation, your conduct. Oh, y'all don't hear me today. I'm hitting you. Your friendships, your service, your giving, and most importantly, your attitude. Like Jesus, who was transfigured, you will be transformed. And you will live your life with a new fortified faith. I'm reminded of the story. This, this was a good one for me. I, I reminded of the story of this preacher, this preacher who moved to his new church. This church didn't have a lawnmower, so he was looking for someone to either mow the lawn or sell him a used lawnmower. One day, he saw a young man going by pushing an old lawnmower. So the preacher asked him, hey, I'm looking, are you looking for a job? The young man said, sure. It, it turned out that he was mowing yards and trying to earn enough money to buy a bicycle. This preacher was kind of young and didn't mind mowing the yard. So he told the young man, look, I've got a 10-speed bicycle that I don't ride anymore. What do you say that we trade the bicycle for the lawnmower. The young man was so ec ecstatic and excited that they swapped and the young man took off on this brand new 10-speed bicycle. He rode around the block and came back to see the preacher standing at the same place, wiping sweat off his brow. The preacher waved the boy over and said, hey, come here. I pulled on the rope a half dozen times. And this old lawnmower just won't start. The young man said, Preacher, I hate to tell you this, but this is a special kind of lawnmower. You see, Brother Preacher, you've got to cut to get it to start. The preacher looked at him and said, well, I I've been in ministry so long, I don't think I can remember how to cut. The young man grinned and said, pull on the rope some more. And I it'll come back to you. What do you mean, preacher? Listen, let me tell you something. While we are on that mountain, we cannot forget the valley. We cannot forget where the Lord has delivered us from. I hate to tell you this, but you can't stay on the mountaintop all the time. We all want to stay up there. We all want to build altars up there all the time, but we can't stay there. We want to stay there because we feel so close to the master. We want to stay there. But like it on the mountain, we like it on the mountain because we feel closer to God. But friends, let me tell you something. Jesus is there in the valley too. Do you hear what I'm saying? Jesus is with you in the valley of pain. Jesus is with you in the valley of suffering. Jesus is with you in the valley of expectation. Jesus is with you in the valley of waiting for your breakthrough. And Jesus is with you in the valley of fear. Jesus is with you in the valley of confusion. My friends, if you have been on the mountaintop with Jesus, rest assured, he is with you in the valley. He is also with you 
no matter what is going on in your life. The good, the bad, the indifferent, Jesus is there. But let me remind you, don't forget the valley. That's where Jesus nurtures us and feeds us and helps us grow strong in the spirit. Too many of us are trying to stay on the mountain, thinking that we no longer need nurturing, that we don't need feeding, that we don't need growing. But, but every now and then we have to remind ourselves that Jesus is in the valley too. That's where we are really closest to Christ. So, so when you're on the mountaintop, don't forget the valley below. Don't forget the Savior who is leading you always. Well, I stop by to let you know that our lives are filled, filled of valleys and mountaintops. This life, this life is a cross-country marathon. It ain't a hundred-yard dash. Our walk with Jesus doesn't end at the top of the mountain, but sometimes it continues down the other side into the fertile valley. We can't forget. We can't forget, y'all, where we've come from. That there will be times we can't see where we are going. So we just need to rest assured that in the present, in the here and now, that Jesus, the Lamb of God, Jesus is leading us along the way. For well, our prayer should be that, should be similar to that of our ancestors who prayed and sung, lead me, guide me along the way. For if you lead me, I cannot astray. Lord, let me walk each day with thee. Lead me. Oh, Lord, lead me. I, that ought to be somebody's prayer up in here this morning. Oh, does anybody, am I the only one that needs the Lord to lead them? Is there anybody else up in here that knows without a shadow of doubt that you need the Lord to lead you? You need the Lord to organize your thoughts. You need the Lord to be in your tongue. You need the Lord to walk with you and talk with you and let you know where you should go. Oh, I can't get no help here. I, will, I can't wait till I get the monumental. Maybe I get some help there. Because we all, we all need to grow. We all need the Lord to lead us. Hallelujah in this place. We need the Lord to lead us and direct us on our Christian journey. The word of God for the people of God and all of God's people said, amen. At this time, we're going to open the doors of the church. Perhaps there's someone here that would like to give their life to the Lord. Perhaps you are on our stream. Perhaps you're on our stream, on our Facebook Live or our YouTube. We want to extend an invitation to you to join with us here at Ebenezer. The Lord has been talking with you. You know that you need to be in right relationship with God. 
If that is you, and you on that chat line, send us your email address, and we will follow up with you. In the comment section, put your name and your email address, and we will follow up with you. Our deacons will follow up with you. Is there one? If you in this building, if you in this room, and you are not a member of this church, we want to extend an invitation to you to join with us here at Ebenezer. Is there one? I know you're on the edge of your seat. Now is the appointed time. Don't say I'm going to wait to next Sunday, next month. Now is the appointed time because tomorrow is not promised. Hallelujah. Is there one? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Juanita Cooper. She's still in our hearts and on our minds as we pray for her. Sister Gail. Glad to see Sister Harris here. Brother Harris' beloved wife is here. God bless you. Good to see you here today. God bless you. And I believe that there's a brother here that that uh, I mentioned, Sister Ann. Who, who else you point to? Okay, you want to give me a note tonight. I sure can't read lips behind a so, so, but we're, we're glad. I know there's a brother here that emailed us and texted us uh, about our services. Good to see you today. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you again for this beautiful role. It fits. It, had, it doesn't show off the pounds that I've lost, but praise the Lord. It don't show the ones I've gained either. So praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I am truly, truly grateful. And once again, I'm still getting cards, and I'm grateful uh, for your encouragement. I'm grateful for your encouragement. Let us stand to our feet. Let me just say, uh, there are a lot of people in the month. I often forget to do this because it's the second best month of the year, April. All y'all who celebrate birthdays in the month of April, happy birthday to y'all. Who, who are the birthday babies for April? Sister Susan, today is your birthday, isn't it? It was Friday, okay. Is that the day you got your shot? 
Okay. Happy birthday to everybody in the month of April. Uh, we wish you many, many more. Many more. Um, let us look to heaven. And now unto him who's able to keep us from falling. To him who's able to present us for his father with exceedingly great joy. To the all-wise God be dominion and power, honor and glory. Now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Remember to pray for the sick among us. And remember to be kind to one another.
Having somebody calling you.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.